Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. We got the matchup that is best for the show. James Steele's Kansas City Chiefs against Joe Fortenbaugh's Philadelphia Eagles. We got it. Good for the show. Bad for me, Joe. Horrible for you. Absolutely horrible for you. You are about to ruin one of these two relationships. We have only been on the air for a month. We're about Mm -hmm. to hit the month mark. How jammed up do you feel right now? Uh, I feel a little conflicted. Now, I'm not conflicted about being right because you and I did go 2-0 and as a yes. show on Sunday. That part was beautiful. And you and I debated it because you originally wanted to go with the Bengals, which was funny because you had actually kind of talked me, though, into going with Kansas City with your analysis of the Bengals. But then at the end, you swerved. You had said that that Bengals O-line is a problem, which you and I had been saying for the last couple of weeks, but you had explained it didn't present a problem against Buffalo because of the weather, because of the snow. Those D linemen couldn't get their footing. You said it is going to be a problem for this Bengals team in this matchup, and it was a problem for that Bengals team in that matchup. It looked very different, the protection of Joe Burrow. That's kind of what swung me to the Kansas City side. We ended up appeasing James, going with his Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, we went as well with your Philadelphia Eagles. We were very right, and I do like being right. So I don't like that I'm going to be caught in the middle between you two, but I like being right. (laughs) I mean, we're only 15 seconds into the show and you already laid out a very complex matrix style scenario that got you to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh I arguing on behalf of the Bengals yet making the case for the Chiefs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. We went 2-0, and and it's on to the Super Bowl. James, where do we stack up against the other shows? Do we have the standings? Uh, yeah, give me one second. Uh, we are... Caught you off guard with that, huh? No, I had it here. We're, we're like... We have the second best record, but there's uh, four other uh, shows ahead of us, basically. There How are is that possible? Three, uh, Fitz yeah, and that's... Mary, Fran and Fitzsimmons, and uh, Canty and Carlin are all 8-3-1. and one. Uh, Us and KJM were 7-4-1. Oh, so they're so all tied. Yeah, we're tied for last is so, what you meant to say. No, no, yes, tied for no. Last. Greeny, you really sugarcoated the heck out soul, of that. Greeny is solely in last place with an awful record, 5-6-1. and one. Shame for Greeny because he's been going against his intuition all year long. But again, had he just stuck with his intuition, he's just 6-5-1, and one, and that's not going to get him anywhere either. So enough of that. On to the big show. On to focusing on the big game at hand. Where are we starting? Between the officiating in Kansas City and Cincinnati, between the absolute disaster that happened to the San Francisco 49ers yesterday, point spreads, injuries, LeBron crying on the floor after oh, the goodness. foul against the Celtics. We didn't even talk about I mean, that no during one's, the pre-show No meeting. one's been more upset in that moment than LeBron James. Uh-huh. I mean, people have cried less over catastrophic things that have actually gone wrong in their lives than what LeBron did on that court about a no call. But nevertheless, let's stick with football for a moment here right. because I could go off on a tangent about LeBron James. I just thought that the way that these games ended, frankly, was disappointing. Now, obviously, oh, we, got oh, a good, we got a good game. We got a good game in I'm the very AFC. Happy with the way I, the I AFC know James is. Now, we got a good game in the AFC. Listen, the 
NFC, it was awful, right? And it was awful to watch. It was awful to witness. We knew the 49ers had no chance when they had no quarterback, quite literally, when Christian McCaffrey's out there trying to throw passes because there's no opportunity for anybody to throw a pass. I mean, credit to Brock Purdy for even going back in there to hand off the ball because apparently he couldn't throw it more than 10 yards down the field. And and we got news about his injury. We're going to get into the future of the 49ers and what do they do now with Brock Purdy. But I just thought overall that game was wildly disappointing from really, what, second quarter on? I mean, the writing was on the wall. The AFC Championship, it ended in a disappointing way because nobody wanted to end on a roughing the pass or, you know, the roughing the pass call, right? But Except for other every single James. person in the stadium. Other than James. Other than every Chiefs fan. <laughs> okay, outside of Chiefs Nation. A lot of people if you didn't have okay a stake in ending. the game, we all wanted it to go to overtime. However, I had rolled the dice. I haven't been feeling well. I had rolled the dice. I had taken some NyQuil before the end of regulation. I rolled the dice on the Chiefs being able to do it in regulation, and they were able to do it because if we had gone to overtime, I might have been in a little trouble there. Uh, okay. Because uh, the NyQuil kicks there. in. Joe, you see what I'm saying here? No, I know. I'm just with me in the Pacific time zone and you in the Eastern time zone. I'm I'm, I'm always trying to do the math on the numbers. There's nothing worse than working at ESPN but not being in the Eastern time zone because (laughs) everyone at ESPN just assumes everyone's going to operate on Eastern time, which is fair, but no one ever does the conversion for you. Then there's the one random person that will do the conversion for you, which screws you up even worse. So I feel yes. your pain because, by the way, I'm supposed to be going out to Vegas to do the show with you this week. And I continuously keep asking myself, when is the show Vegas time if I'm out in Vegas? Like, I have this big Just fear minus three. That if minus I'm out three there is for the general purple, rule of thumb there. Honestly, probably will, I might miss the show at some point. I just might miss it because I don't actually know what it is. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll get you there. We'll get four you there. Four to six p.m. I'll help you. I am <laughs> not four confident in how this is going right now. No, not at all. But don't worry. I will take control of that. When you come into my time zone, I will make sure you are all set with everything you need. She's already had me running around setting up the studio for her. I've had to have like twelve conversations about this. And then when you follow up and you're like, "By the way, what day are you getting here?" I don't know. It's like four <laughs> days very away. Flaky yeah, it could about be Friday. This it could be Wednesday. I don't know. The AFC Championship ending. I know we're going to break down more of what happened with the penalty, whether or not you should call that. That was fantastic, though. That was fantastic football because the Chiefs were distancing themselves in that game, and then Burrow brought him right back and tied it at 20 apiece, and then it was on in the fourth quarter, which is exactly what we were hoping for. The Eagles game, it's better that that was the first one because if it's going to be disappointing from a performance and entertainment standpoint, get it out of the way. Obviously, everyone in Philadelphia is stoked. I'm trying to figure out, taking my fandom out of it, when was the last time I saw a team in any sport experience so much bad fortune so often in such a critical spot? The Devontae Smith quote catch that turned out not to be catch a catch. Shanahan doesn't challenge it. Uh, the Eagles end up scoring. Purdy not only with a fumble, but he tears his UCL. Josh Johnson comes in and gets knocked out. And then what's Shanahan thinking at the end of the half? You're down 14-7. Get to the half. And he decides to push it down the field with Johnson. So because Mm -hmm. he gets one first down, they decide to get aggressive. And then they immediately fumble it. The Eagles go into the end zone and it's 21-7. 
The Niners are losing that game either way. Right. But Shanahan didn't do himself any favors with some of the decision making throughout he that started, matchup. He started believing his own hype, right? He started believing, hey, I can do it with anybody. I can, I can literally it do easy. it with anybody. I can do it with John. It's fine. I'm down to my four-string quarterback. No problem. I'm Kyle Shanahan. It, he bought into the, his own hype, the hype that we'd all given him. I will say, I think Brock Purdy actually comes out of this looking better because now I'm like, okay, so I guess they can't do it with just about anybody. But I mean, an impossible situation there for Josh Johnson. He did. I mean, listen, you getting called on in that situation to go in in an NFC championship, the writing was on the wall. It's remarkable that the Niners were able to have the season that they had when they lost two of their quarterbacks. When the third one went down, forget about it. I don't think that's a knock on San Francisco. This Eagles team of yours, though, and we are going to get into this on today's show, Joe. This Eagles team of yours, easy peasy. I mean, I've never seen a team. I agree. Have an they do make it time. look easy. I agree with no, that. They no, no, do no. Make it look I've easy. never that's seen good. a team no, have an easier path to a Super Bowl than the one <laughs> that Philadelphia has had. And now they're going to face a Kansas City team that also has a bunch of injuries. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit progressive.com slash careers. Coming up next. What's the mood in Cincinnati after their AFC title game loss? We're going to get into it. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. You can also check us out on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Joe Fortenbaugh and Amber Wilson hanging out with you here on Joe and Amber. You can find him on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well 
at Amber W Sports. So the Cincinnati Bengals will not find themselves in a Super Bowl a second year in a row. I wonder, Joe, because that game was very good. It obviously comes down to the very end. But Mahomes was out there. He was having his flu game. Okay, this guy, this guy with his high ankle sprain. I'm kind of done with with Mahomes and these high ankle sprains and he goes out and remarkable performances. And I get that he seemed like he was hurt out there, but maybe hamming it up a little bit for the cameras. But Mahomes was out there doing what he was doing at the very end. And I do wonder then what this means for the whole Burrow Mahomes discussion here down the stretch. Cause some people were willing to unseat Patrick Mahomes as the best quarterback in the league. So I wonder if that is put to bed for a moment here, but let's bring in some help with the Cincinnati Bengals conversation. Mo Egger, ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati, is joining us here on Joe and Amber. And Mo, thanks so much for joining us. Obviously, leading up to this game, there was a whole lot of trash talk coming from the players on that team, from the city, from the Cincinnati mayor. Do you think that there's any regrets about all the trash talk at this point? I don't know that there's regret. I don't know that anybody's regretting the trash talk. I think that's just sort of a byproduct of confidence in the middle of a rivalry which I think this has become one of the NFL's best rivalries I don't know how much of that had an impact on the game itself I do think it'll be interesting if the Bengals are in this position next year uh, specifically against Kansas City but but against anybody in the postseason I I do wonder if they're going to sort of ratchet back the rhetoric just a little bit but I think also this was a little bit of a byproduct of the chip on the shoulder that this team had collectively because of what the NFL did at the end of the regular season. When the whole discussion about how they're going to reseed the postseason, the Bengals as an organization felt slighted, and that starts at the top. And I think the team, because of that, had a chip on its shoulder that got bigger with each subsequent postseason victory. You take that, you combine it with the three head-to-head victories that Cincinnati had over Kansas City, and it, it boiled over just maybe a little bit too much. But I... I would downplay the impact that any of that had on the the outcome of the game. I mean, naturally, the Cincinnati fan base is going to be quite upset about the call at the end of the game. Joseph Osai, who was playing very, very well, pushes Patrick Mahomes, 15-yard penalty, sets up the game-winning field goal. What's reasonable there? I mean, good penalty. Should the refs let him play? From a Cincinnati perspective, people are very upset. But but what's the right move there? The right move there is to throw the flag. Uh, you know, look, I, I don't, I don't know that anybody here has any issue with that play in particular. Uh, I, I certainly understand. You know, you'll hear the argument: well, you can't let that play decide the game. Well, you can if it's a penalty, and I can't find anybody who doesn't think that 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 wasn't a penalty. So, I don't know that anybody has an issue with that play. I think the issue that folks have, I think it starts with the game administration being screwed up with about ten and a half minutes to go when they had to replay the third down when the one play was blown dead. And that started with obviously the white hat uh, winding the clock when he shouldn't have, because it followed an incomplete pass. Now from that point forward, the officiating crew administered what they had to do next properly. But I think there's a difference in, in most fans eyes between an official makes a bang, bang subjective call and a crew looking like it doesn't know what it's doing. And so at that moment in the fourth quarter, there's the illusion, there's the appearance that the crew doesn't know what it's doing because the white hat, the referee, made such an egregious mistake. When you go from that to the series of calls that went against the Bengals in the fourth quarter, 
And it culminates with this game-changing call on Joseph Osai, who you're right, had been really, really good up until that moment. I think you add all those things together. And then I think you add to it what we just talked about, which is the sense that with what the NFL did at the end of the year, the league is out to get the Bengals. I think all of those things sort of boiled over a little bit last night. And now there's a, a belief that, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, the NFL is out to get them. I, I, I think anybody who's reasonable steers clear of that. I don't know that there were many calls in that game that went against Cincinnati that you could really go back and say that would change the outcome of the game. I think the most egregious one to me was a block in the back on the Sky Moore punt return that set up the Kansas City final drive. But the Joseph Osai call in a vacuum, I really haven't talked to many people who feel like that flag shouldn't be thrown. It's it's a hit out of bounds on a quarterback and, and maybe the best a player in the entire league, maybe the league's biggest star. That flag is going to be thrown, and I think should be thrown close to 100% of the time. Mo Agner from ESPN 1530 joining us here on Joe and Amber. So, Mo, is that really the talk right now amongst Cincinnati fans? Like, what is the big talking point? Is it the way that the refs were officiating the game or game managing the game, as you said, or is it something else? I, I think if in, in the moments after the game last night, if you were to take a pulse of the fan base, that would be what you came away with, that it's the officiating it's the calls that went against Cincinnati. I think with the passage of time, there's going to be a, a legitimate lament of loss of opportunity. Look, th- this team is probably set up to be pretty good next year. They're going to sign Joe Burrow to a contract extension, I would imagine, this offseason. And so as long as you have number nine behind center, you're going to be okay. This is a good roster. The organization's done a really good job of building around Joe Burrow. And even if they have some uh, some critical financial decisions to make this offseason – I would expect a lot of that to continue. But, you know, they came this close to winning a title last year in a season in which they weren't expected to come close to the Super Bowl. And you walked away from that and said, you know what, they're going to be back. Uh, They'll get more chances. Well, they had a chance last night. How many of those are you going to get? Because at the end of the day, despite all the officiating issues, despite anything that else that went down during that game, with two and a half minutes to go, Joe Burrow had the football in his hands. He had multiple timeouts. He had the two-minute warning. And all they really needed was a field goal, and they've got a great kicker. How many chances like that will you really have? And so, you know, here the conversation has been, yes, about the officiating, but how do we categorize this season? They didn't go as far as they did last year. They've gone farther than any Bengals team aside from last year's team had gone since 1988. The future is really bright, but in three or four years, are we going to be looking back at last night as – a missed opportunity because they couldn't go back to the AFC championship game, much less the Super Bowl. Real quick here, Mo, do you think it was good for this rivalry? Because you called it a rivalry. I would agree. I think it's really right now the premier rivalry in the NFL. Do you think it's good for this rivalry that the Bengals lost one to the Chiefs? Well, it's not a legitimate rivalry if it's one-sided, right? In order for a a rivalry to be real, both teams have to get the best of each other. The good news is they're going to play again in the regular season, and they're probably for the foreseeable future going to be regular postseason combatants. So is it good for the Bengals that they lost? Of course not. Does it make the rivalry a little bit more interesting from a national perspective, from a macro view? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it makes it that much more fun. Mo Egger, ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. Mo, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you having me. Thanks. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. The Monday Roundup is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone.
I just had my flu game, by the way, during that segment. And you didn't even know, Joe Fortenbaugh, because yesterday I decided to knock a jar, a glass jar of peanut butter that was like really high up in my pantry off the shelf straight onto my big toe. And I'm talking like above my head in my pantry, straight on the big toe, didn't move the toe, toe splits open. Not really sure if it's broken or not. We might have a problem. It's all black and blue today. And I kind of forgot about it during that segment and I hit it. I, I hit my toe during that segment, but you didn't know, right? Couple follow-ups there. Number one, <laughs> who buys peanut butter in a glass? I, because I, it's like one of these all natural, you know, peanut butters where the <laughs> only ingredient is peanuts. Of course. The irony of, of the healthy peanut butter injuring you and actually being bad for you. <laughs> I, I don't think I have the follow. I said I had two follow ups. I'm, I'm good with the one. Yeah, I'll rest it was my like case there. GIF or GIF or whatever, however you say that. GIF. Oh my goodness. In the plastic. What it, it peanut butter is GIF, and so is the, the thing you see on the internet. It's GIF. Is it? It is, is GIF. It? The, the, the guy who created it came out and said it was GIF. People just were mispronouncing it for so long they couldn't handle their world being rocked like that. It's whatever we want to make it. You know, who's here to police us in whether it's GIF or oh, yeah. GIF? In this day and age, you can pretty much say and do whatever you want. Well, first. that's that's true. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, is Chris Jones the most dominant defensive player in the entire NFL? We will get into that. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. And of course, you can always check us out as well on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. There is sound to get to from Championship Weekend. We've got lots of it to unpack. We will bring you the best of it. All you have to do to listen to Joe and Amber is tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It is that simple. But first, before we get to the sound from the weekend, let's try to earn you a little money, honey. We like to earn you some pizza money on this show. Loose change. Joe gives you the betting advice. You're not going to bet the house on it, but maybe bet a little pizza money on it. Let's go. 
Pizza Money Alert. Pizza, pizza. Not a bad week last week. Seven and four overall. Two and two on our Super Bowl, or I should say championship weekend props. So let's turn the corner. This one week, this one starts in about eight minutes, 7.40 p.m. Eastern on the hardwood. It's the Lakers in Brooklyn taking on the Nets. Little player prop action for you. Patrick Beverly to go under one and a half, three pointers made. These are good sweats because every time he pulls up, you sit there and your your throat tightens up and you're starting to root against certain minute things happening throughout the course of the game. But here's the handicap. When Patrick Beverly has a prop for three pointers made this season of one and a half for the over under 28 and 13 to the under, meaning the under is hitting 68% of the time. No LeBron James tonight. Well, in eight games this season without LeBron James, Patrick Beverly has gone over one and a half made three pointers zero times. Pizza money. Number one, Pat Beverly under one and a half made three pointers tonight against the nets. They said it, but what did they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound on sound off. With Joe and Amber. What's the over-under on Pat Beverly grabbing another camera to show an official that <laughs> <laughs> they missed a call? Is that the which, greatest technical foul ever. of all time? Yes. Greatest tech ever earned. Greatest tech. It was so well done by Patrick Beverly. Hilarious moment. And only from him, right? Very fitting. But let's start with what happened over the weekend in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs hosted their fifth straight AFC title game at Arrowhead, not Burrowhead, Arrowhead yesterday, beating the Bengals, sending them to their third Super Bowl in four years. It's the best start. Is it the best start to a career ever when we're talking about Patrick Mahomes? KJM's Max Kellerman thinks so. Patrick Mahomes. He's going to his third Super Bowl in five years after hosting five consecutive AFC championship games. He's about to win his second MVP. He already has a Super Bowl MVP through the first five seasons as a starter. Patrick Mahomes. It's not close. The greatest quarterback who ever lived. Not close. There is no one in his category when you add it all up. We bring in our producer, James Steele, to help us with Sound On, Sound Off. He is the one who dictates where we start with Sound On, Sound Off, and no one, James, is surprised that this is where we started. Well, I thought that was very good sound, and also, I mean, he makes a good point, right? Um, but anyway, uh, Max thinks that uh, Mahomes, so far, is the start of his career is the greatest ever. What will Mahomes have to do to overtake Brainy as the all-time greatest of all time, Amber? Uh, win eight Super Bowls. Right. I mean, Brady's a seven. What are we? Patrick Mahomes is certainly on his way. I understand that we could have the conversation about the hot start to his career. It has been incredible to witness so far. He ain't Brady yet. Now, given he's got decades to get there, is it possible he will? Sure, I guess. But I'm going to need to see it at least seven times before we can have that conversation, Joe. Without question. That's there's there, we already have this playing out between LeBron and MJ. LeBron is passing MJ in like every major category. He's going to become the all-time Everyone. leading scorer and the stats he's putting up this far into his career, they just defecate all over what Jordan was mm-hmm. doing at this point in his career. Jordan wore out a lot quicker. James from a longevity standpoint is going to beat him everywhere, but it doesn't matter. The debate still exists because Jordan won six rings and LeBron hasn't done that. LeBron's lost plenty of time in the finals as well. So it's going to be twofold. You need as many rings and then you're probably going to need to avoid as many losses as Brady's had as well, or people are going to ding you there. Not saying it's fair. That's just the way these arguments are done. 
Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones, weird that we're sticking here with the Chiefs, uh, was a difference maker versus the Bengals last night. Two sacks, eight quarter. You do make the rules, though, quite literally. Two sacks, eight quarterback pressures. Here's Ryan Clark on the impact that Chris Jones had on the AFC title game. You know, it was mentioned this morning by both Rex and Dan that they hadn't seen a performance like this from an interior rusher since we started to say that Aaron Donald was the best defensive player in the entire world. Chris Jones is moving in that direction, but in order to be there, you have to affect the game even when you aren't making plays. Whether it was the 31 times he saw double teams or it was the times he beat one-on-one or just affecting the pass rush to allow other guys to have effective rushing lanes, Chris Jones did it all by presence and by execution. And when you can control the game that much from an interior lineman position, you've now exceeded expectations of what your size, what your opportunities say, and you are taking over games, and that's exactly what he did. I don't think it would be uh, too biased to say that he was the best player on the field yesterday in the AFC title game. I think that's just a, I think a good that's fair, given Mahomes was hurt. Uh, so, Joe, uh, has Chris Jones taken over Aaron Donald's spot as the most dominant defensive player in the NFL? No, ridiculous conversation. Just because Donald's hurt and Chris Jones just looked really good yesterday, that's what we call recency bias. And this is going to be perceived by many as Chris Jones' slight. It's not. Donald's just a freaking beast. He is a three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. How many times has Chris Jones won the award? Now, I know we're talking about right now. Has he overtaken him right now? No. This season, this exact moment, well, yeah, he's still playing if we want to get really technical with it. But Donald's still the guy until further notice. He got hurt late in the year. They're coming off a Super Bowl win in which, by the way, he made the game-winning play at the end on Joe Burrow. So, no, Chris Jones has not overtaken Aaron Donald. Yeah, Donald looked pretty good against that Bengals O-line as well. I'm with Joe on this one. This is recency bias. Yes, Jones looked great yesterday. He absolutely affected that game. He was also up against a tragic Bengals O-line, and the problems on that O-line caught up to them. So I'm not going to go ahead and give it to Chris Jones yet. But it's good that he's getting the attention that he's getting coming off of his performance yesterday. You know what we do have to get into, according to... To our producer James Steele, Aaron Rodgers, because you know me for everything. Well, I mean, listen, we're like almost forty minutes into the show, and no one has said the name Aaron Rodgers yet, and Aaron would be so upset about that. So let's go ahead and do it. Here's Adam Schefter on why a Rodgers trade is starting to look like a real possibility. I think there are people around the league who believe ultimately that Green Bay is going to trade Aaron Rodgers. He certainly sounds like a quarterback who is prepared. For that possibility. But at some point here in the coming days, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are going to have to sit down and have an open, frank discussion about what each side wants to do moving forward. And there are people who believe the Packers are open to trading him. And there are people who believe that Aaron Rodgers would like to finish his career somewhere else. We haven't heard either side address that specifically. It's just out there as it was a couple of off seasons ago with Aaron Rodgers. And until we hear otherwise, that will continue to remain a possibility for a variety of reasons driven by the numbers involved, the salary cap situation, his contract, the state of the franchise, his own feelings. But the idea that Aaron Rodgers could be traded this offseason is a very real possibility. All right. Prediction right now off the top of your head. No thinking. Uh, Where does Aaron Rodgers get traded to, Amber? Go. 
Do well, do I have to go. choose that he's getting traded? Yeah, go. Because I'm still not convinced he's getting traded. What I'm pretty convinced by at this point is that Aaron Rodgers has two numbers in his cell phone. One is Adam Schefter, and the other is the Pat McAfee show. And he just fires them up anytime we're talking a little bit too much about, you know, championship weekend or Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. And Aaron Rodgers has to enter the chat again. So this is where we're getting this from Shefty on SportsCenter. Aaron Rodgers has once again entered the chat. I'm not even convinced that he's going anywhere at all, Joe. Dark Horse, Baltimore Ravens. And James, I want credit for listening to what you said in terms of giving you an answer right away. I, I have nothing else gotta, to say. You gotta, I said just go. You got to go. Yeah. Following instructions, I, I clearly win that Fine. one. Fine. New York Jets. No, that's not how that works. That You, you already had your opportunity, unfortunately. I don't believe it, though. You squandered just, it. You know why I don't believe that? that I, like, I feel like he can't go there because it's what Favre did. I, I, it's just so odd. For this guy to have spent so much time in his early career not wanting to be Brett Favre and then to straight up turn into him later in his career. Cody Kinda Rhodes. Perfect. I mean, what are we doing here? What is what is on my screen right now, James Steele? I don't make the rules. I'm sorry. You, you do. You quite literally wrote this on my screen. Cody Rhodes came back from a torn pectoral muscle on Saturday to win the Royal Rumble. What a Huge. heart warming story. Can you imagine if all of our sports were scripted, how heartwarming they all would be? Here's Rhodes on how much the win. <laughs> I'm sorry. How do you guys take this crud seriously? How much it means to Wow. You can just pot I don't her have, uh, Sorry, I'm very emotional. I don't have a frame of reference. I've never punched a ticket to WrestleMania. Um, I know it's not something that it may not be cool to talk about in an interview, but I was there your first day of work. I was uh, dressed as Stardust at Six Flags, and I tried everything I could to make that work, but, I mean, that's truly undesirable, right? And uh, I love to say undesirable to undeniable, but undeniable is still uncrowned. And to be able to punch a ticket to the thing that he didn't, uh, I don't have any words other than it's just I got to finish it. So uh, that was uh, Cody Rhodes on WWE.com after he won the Royal Rumble. He was talking about his dad there, the late, great Dusty Rhodes. So Joe, because I'm Amber just started laughing. Oh no no no! You got to get you got to get to me on this. So Joe, <laughs> will Cody Rhodes uh, win the WWE Universal Undisputed Championship at WrestleMania? No, it's so the Sami Zayn angle is so it's so confusing because that's what people want. The Rumble was the first event of the evening. That's a very rare situation. You and I discussed this on our private group thread. We kept Amber oh, out of it. We did not want her ruining it for us. you have a private group thread for this. <laughs> but it was a great ending. Rhodes performed very well, and it's a great storyline. But the Zane angle is the one that got the pop. The chair shot got the pop. That's what the fans want paid off. WWE's number one priority right now has to be to make sure that this bloodline Sami Zayn angle that this, this thing gets paid off the right way. They've got to end it the right way. They have so often crashed the plane in these spots. Land it. Land it on the runway. Land it with style. Did he actually tear his peck, or was that part of the yeah, story? You, that is true. You didn't see, you didn't see the, 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 the videos and photos of him just oh, completely Here's the bruised. Thing. I black say, and blue. I will say, oh, well, I, it I, I, well, that, but it's got to be legit if he's black and blue and he's a wrestler. Listen, what I will say is I do respect wrestlers from the perspective of what they what they do in terms of that training regiment, in terms of the travel regiment. It is a crazy, crazy life. And then what they're putting their bodies through, whether it is uh, stories or not, is absolutely insane. But what I do not understand is how he's so emotional for punching a ticket to something that somebody wrote for him. 
kids, turn down your radio. If he you, earned you know, it. He earned if, it into that spot. If you're, yeah, he earned it. Sure, no, for sure. He, he definitely, he definitely earned it. Oh, well, I wasn't earned. too thrilled with any skill. of those topics. I, I think she literally found a way to complain yeah, about she, every single one of those topics. She I, complained about Rogers. She complained <laughs> about Chris Jones. She didn't, she didn't even answer the Rogers topic. She complained about WWE slid wrestling in here, uh, 45 minutes into the show. You guys already slid wrestling in Should've here. Led the show. Nothing really happened this weekend outside of the rumble. Should have led right. the show. Naturally, naturally big weekend. Uh, I heard in, in the world of wrestling coming up next year. <laughs> The officiating yesterday, I'm not talking about the Royal Rumble. I'm talking about, you know, championship weekend in the NFL. The officiating yesterday was pretty bad. We're going to get into that. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did the officials last night give the Chiefs a do-over on a third and nine attempt? We are going to get into the officiating from both games in just moments. But first, let's try to earn you some pizza money. This is pizza money number two. You know how it works. Loose change. Joe's got the advice. Let's hit it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Back to the association with another player prop for tonight. This one starts in about 20 or so minutes. It's the Minnesota Timberwolves playing the Sacramento Kings. We're going to take Rudy Gobert over 11.5 rebounds. He's averaging 11.7 per game on the season, but he's got a great matchup tonight against the Sacramento team that flies up and down the court, high pace, which means lots of possessions, lots of shots, lots of opportunities for rebounds. Oh, by the way, Sacramento, 15th. In the NBA, in rebounding efficiency, 23rd on the offensive glass. Gobert should have plenty of opportunities to pull down off the glass tonight. We're going to go over 11.5 rebounds. Pizza money number two. I think the officiating overall was disappointing in both games, quite honestly. If I'm Zach Taylor and I'm on the sideline, is there a bias against me, against my football team? These games were definitely not rigged. But I will say, the fact that that is how people are reacting is a problem. Lots of controversy over the officiating last night, Joe, particularly in that AFC championship game. We all know about the call that ended that game, the roughing the passer call. We had on Mo Egger from ESPN Cincinnati a little bit earlier in the show. If you miss anything on Joe and Amber, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. And I thought that he was very level-headed in his approach with us where he said, no, that was fine to be called. It was, in fact, a penalty. And that's true, Joe. A lot of people say, though, in that moment, 
don't call it. Let us go to overtime. Even though, yes, he did push Patrick Mahomes out of bounds. Like, don't call it. Let us let the game play out. Let us go to overtime or at least them have to get another playoff before they're able to get the field goal off. Nevertheless, that wasn't the most controversial moment by any means. I mean, I think the most controversial moment, there were several, but the most controversial moment was that play that got shut down from the Cincinnati, from the from the Kansas City Chiefs, where the Chiefs on what felt like essentially a do-over is what they got on a third and nine attempt, which they initially failed to convert. The refs, because they identified a clock issue, shut down the play. Reportedly, they had tried, one of the officials had blown the whistle before the ball was snapped, had tried to shut it down before the ball was snapped. Arrowhead is notoriously a very loud stadium. The players didn't hear it. So the way that it played out to all of us watching was they didn't convert, and the refs were like, hey, let's do that again. And it looked awful from an optics perspective. Two points. One on the micro level to the Osai push out of bounds that moved Mahomes and the Chiefs into field goal range. A lot of people making the case, just let them play in that spot. Let them play. We don't want it to end like this. I get it. I do. But if you let them play, what you end up getting is what happened, I believe, in 2018 when the Rams and the Saints in the NFC Championship game, um, who put that nickel Robbie Coleman, laid out the Saints wide receiver, no flag, Saints fans feel they were robbed, right? Now, they still had a chance to win it in overtime, but they feel they were robbed. So if you let them play, you're going to have a situation like that. If you don't let them play, you're going to have a situation like that. this. Which leads me into my bigger point. Greeny in that soundbite is talking about how big of an issue this is for the NFL. It's not a big issue at all. It, it, officiating is not a problem. Do you know why? Because we have problems with officiating anyways. every single year. Every right. year there's problems with officiating. Every game we have problems with officiating. Yesterday there was a bunch of stuff we were all complaining about. And over the long haul, teams are going to get jobbed in some situations and they're going to get the benefit of the doubt in the others. That's how it works out. These are great storylines for everybody to talk about each day after these games. They're not rigged. The league doesn't have an integrity issue. Ratings are through the roof. Interest is through the roof. Everyone was watching yesterday. Two sold-out games. I see ticket prices for the Super Bowl this year are through the roof. There is no problem with the officiating. This is just life. All we do is complain about this every year in every sport. LeBron says he gets fouled at the end of the game. We need robot umpires. Every single sport, with the exception of tennis, which actually does a phenomenal job of getting all the calls right, but that's something for another day. So no, I don't care how upset anyone is. It's a great storyline. The NFL doesn't have a problem. When there's humans involved and it's very quick action and we're talking about the world's best athletes and everything happening in real time, even when you have replay and even when you have the league office monitoring these franks from New York and everybody watching, it's still very hard to get everything right. But the thing is, I think when we're talking about an AFC championship game, like that's where it's disappointing and that's where the optics come into effect because the noise around the officiating is going to be so much louder. In that moment with shutting down that play with the clock management issue, it gave the appearance that the officials don't know what they're doing. And what you don't want is the AFC championship crew to not know what it's doing, right? Because those are supposed to be your best officials in the NFL. So from that perspective, it was a bit of a cluster, but I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, this makes an appearance in every game. It's always going to make an appearance. I don't believe that there's some huge conspiracy. I don't know why the conspiracy would be, let's get the Bengals into the Super Bowl last year, but not 
this season. This season, we need the Chiefs again. You know, like, I don't I don't really understand that logic. It, it just is what it is when it comes to the officiating, Joe. If the Bengals are upset, I'm going to point to two scenarios where they could have won the game. Number one, it's 20 to 20. You get the ball, 9-18 to go in the game. You're on your own 18. Drive down and score. Nope, they chose to drive down and throw an interception. How about later in that quarter, 20-20 to yet again. Kansas City punts on 4th and 8 from the 37. It's a terrible decision by Reed. And what do the Bengals do? Uh, They end up punting the ball right back. They had every opportunity to win. They squandered it. Don't blame the officials. Yeah, don't blame the officials. Don't just blame Osai. It's not just one play. It's not just one mistake that cost them the game. They certainly did have their opportunities. The Chiefs just ended up executing a little bit better and doing remarkable things. Coming up next, Brock Purdy is probably going to be out for a while. What does that mean for the future of the San Francisco 49ers? Joe and Amber, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 